Right, hello, welcome everyone uh, to another episode of Campervan Cognizance. Today we're at a uh, beautiful Bala Lake, which you can't see through the window because of the lighting. But um, me and Hayley came for a swim here this morning and it was, it was lovely, it was wasn't it? Fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, so this is uh, Hayley, we're going to be talking about, um, well Hayley's going to be talking about uh, grief Grief swims. and grief yeah, swims. Yeah. I'll, let you, yeah. I'll let you explain it. I lost my husband, Rich, uh, last year, um, unexpectedly at the age of 37. Um, he was in a coma for three weeks. Um, and once he was in the hospital, I realised that once I'd been told that he was going to die, which was five days after he went into hospital, that the only way I'd survive, he had made me promise previously that I would live, yeah. would be to literally keep on walking and keep mm. on swimming. And it just came into my head that I just had to keep. Um, keep doing these activities. Yeah. Um, so a week after he died, the weekend after, I knew that I had to get outside and walk, otherwise I probably wasn't going to make it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I forced myself out for a walk just locally in the Cotswolds and cried most of it and sobbed for most of the way. But on that walk I realised I've just got to walk and I've got to walk around the country. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's going to be the way that I find people um, who are going through the same sort of situation, out of order bereavement, mm. um, and to understand the pain. Um, I didn't get back in the water for about five weeks, yeah. um, mainly because of the logistics. It was just you know, the act of getting into the water, yeah, yeah. a bit too much. I had so little energy. Yeah. Um, but I was shaking the shock. The shock lasted for six months. Yeah. And wow. I was shaking so violently in the mornings. I figured, OK, when I'm shaking so much, Let's give myself a reason to shake. So I went yeah. down to Clevedon uh, one Sunday to the Marine Lake. Um, I basically got in the water, um, and that was that was September. And then I realised, okay, I need to be doing this more often. Mm. Um, you know, yes, it's agony, and yes, but it gives myself. When I'm in the water, I just the pain sort of dissipates. Yeah, it's like what we, yeah, we mentioned exactly, it before, like exactly, when you're in there in that yeah. moment in the you're, open you're not water, thinking about anything yeah. else and for that moment if everything you're just you're just you, you're just in the moment, literally yeah. living in the moment. Um It's it's like a moment of tranquility, isn't and it? Even more that it's otherworldliness to yeah, me. Yeah. It's like you're somewhere else. And I've been reading a lot about bereavement and grief and they call water and mountains transitional spaces. Right. Where you're closer to other worlds, if you if you believe in that sort of thing, but and that to me it does feel like I'm on another dimension when yeah, I'm in the water. Yeah, um, it, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I agree yeah. with you there because yeah, when you're out in the middle of nowhere, mm. especially when you're on mm. your own and you're mm. just surrounded by nature, it is it is like you're in a, on a different mm. planet, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's an, another sphere. I think yeah. time means something different, space means something different. Yeah, and it's just it's difficult to explain to someone unless they're experiencing the same yeah, yeah. but it's just and for me like in the water I'm meeting people who want to get in the water you know they're your sort of people yeah, yeah. they're your sort of tribe and I realise yeah it. exactly because you, yeah. you are different you are quirky if you mm. do this and then I realise okay this I don't have any plans firm plans but I just have to keep on finding these sort of people finding my tribe yeah and that's where it started and I just started claiming the hashtag grief swims yeah um and my first proper trip was just five weeks after Rich died I booked somewhere that had its own natural swimming pond oh, um nice. and we planned to go there but um what I hadn't realized when I got there was the woman who owned it is a female priest 
and she thought I was going to commit suicide in a cottage, basically. So oh, she kept God. sending her dog around Togo to look after me. And then she insisted on cooking for me every night. Yeah. Um, but she cooked, she wanted to cook for me sausages one night. And, but then she started laying hands on me and everything because she wanted to, like, sort of exercise me. <laughs> Oh, so I was just, she was trying to exercise yeah, the grief. Yeah, and she was, um, and I just remember at once, and I sat, I was crying, and then she was doing what the thing, you know, and, yeah, and, she, yeah. and she got to the words Jesus Christ, and she was standing over me with her hands on me, and she was just saying Jesus Christ, and in my head, I just heard Richie's voice going, Jesus Christ, holy, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what's going on here? And I was looking at my sausage, thinking, oh God, I just want this to stop, so I yeah. can eat my sausage and go for a swim, and then. Eventually, she did what she did, and she started talking about me taking the wafers and everything. And I said, "I'm just you because I need I need to get in the yeah. pond and things." But it was just it was one of those surreal experiences, and there's been quite a few. Yeah. Um, but it taught me that I will meet quirky people, and some will understand. She didn't yeah. understand grief, despite being a priest. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think I think like a lot of the time, mm. from a religious point of view, you're relying on you're relying on like prayer and things mm. like that to relieve it and that mm. that just doesn't work for a lot of people no, does it, it and it, although yeah. they've got good intentions mm. it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work out yeah. like yeah so she that was um a bit of a fail yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was an interesting story yeah, but I, I enjoyed the and it was a lovely pond yeah and it got to the, like the third day and she's like have oh, you got a friend you can call because they were still convinced i was going to slip my wrists in there in their cottage and and I ended up having to call my friend Ross and say, can you come up here? Because they think I'm going to kill myself. Did, did they actually say yeah. to you, like... Yeah. Did they actually mention... Yeah. Yeah. So wow. she came up for the day because Ross is also a young widow. She'd lost yeah. her husband at 29. And I got her in the water in a wetsuit, wet yeah. which is not acclimatised, just to keep these people from, from worrying, basically. But I think people see grief and they see because I've made an omission not to suppress grief. Yeah, yeah. They see public expressions of grief as terrifying and threatening mm. and abnormal um, and I'm determined to like change the way grief yeah, not yeah. by myself lots of people doing it but to change the way grief is understood and received and things so I just went along with what they did and vowed never to go yeah. back but it was just yeah I, th I think that's quite there's quite an important point there isn't mm. there that I, like grief if you hold it in that's mm. when it starts to boil over and that's maybe when you will start to have like mm. the because you're not dealing with it if you no. if you're locking it in a box you're not dealing with mm. it that's when that's when like the mm. the bad things start well, people to become happen, very bitter it? and they start into turning it in on themselves yeah. and on other people that's when violence manifests because yeah. people don't know how to express themselves yeah. and they're not they're not allowing themselves to feel what they feel yeah. it's, it's completely not a devastation and everything's yeah. you know when your world is destroyed in one yeah, night yeah. and just the society we live in says, okay, you've got this amount of time, and after that, you should be over it. Yeah, it doesn't um, work like And it's like a year at first and things, and the time just means something different. Mm -hmm. um, but that just taught me that I will meet people who don't understand, and I just have to learn yeah. to identify who those people are and who, you know, who will be receptive to the way I am, really. Um, so I just start, and then I just started travelling to Scotland, going up to Northwest Scotland, um, different parts of Wales, Pembroke yeah. and things, and using Instagram to find yeah. um, like-minded people who are mainly like-minded swimmers and things mm. who would swim with me and accept that I might cry, yeah, yeah. Um, and just have a conversation and 
it's been you know very successful at meeting people all over the country and I've got people all over the world now who mm. want to meet and swim um, but it is all about getting the water and it is all about the co-water therapy and about the camaraderie yeah, yeah. and the interaction um, like we even today is like we we met randomly through Instagram as well, yeah. wasn't it? Through yeah. a, a post I put off of a place that and I stayed at down the road, yeah. the treehouse. Yeah. And now you're staying there yeah. for the weekend, yeah. and we're swimming together. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I think if you're prepared really, to put yourselves out there, yeah, it's incredible what can happen. Because we we've, yeah. we've we've already had like a two-hour chat. Yeah, yeah, just, we've just before it's yeah. It's, <laughs> but it's just. I think it's amazing, isn't it? That sort of like, yeah. yeah, that that connection you yeah. you kind of have. It's like sitting for gold. Yeah, you're yeah. gonna find all. <laughs> yeah, occasionally you find there's it. a lot of silt, and then yeah, occasionally, you find the gold, yeah, yeah. and that's that's what I've been using Instagram for. Yeah, and, and I found people. It, it works better when people contact me and suggest yeah. because they've already got the measure of me. Yeah. Um, but that's happening a lot now, and I've got people all over the country who want to. Know, swim and talk to me or give me a grief hug. Grief yeah. hugs was another thing. Yeah, yeah. Which started in Shetland because I realised I hadn't had a hug for a week and yeah. was getting really low. And my friend Kathy, who I met because she was tempting as a nurse out there yeah. <laughs> and she'd found me on Instagram yeah. said, Well you've got to be you've got to ask for the hugs. So that's why I started just asking people for hugs <laughs> and no one has refused. I'm, yeah. I'm I know who's going to want yeah, to yeah, yeah. I'm not stupid if I go up to somebody who's going to want to punch me in the face. It's <laughs> just like, you know, you know who's yeah. going to be receptive. I don't think grief punches <laughs> as well as grief for good. It could work. It depends if you feel the need yeah, to yeah. feel something. That could work. But it's, and, that, and she, I think we started it in a cafe. Yeah. And got given, which the cafe got specially opened for us. Oh, and right. they gave us, not literally a slice of cake each, they gave us two free cakes. Really? To go home with. And then... Uh, Kathy said, I jokingly said, oh, I'll ask the captain of the ship for a hug. <laughs> and Kathy just turned to me and said, That's your challenge for tomorrow. <laughs> and I did, I got yeah. on the ferry. And I went up to the purser, and who's now has, has become a friend, Kersey, yeah. and said, Explain the situation, what I was doing. And they were, I thought it was a phenomenal idea. Yeah. And they called the captain down, and he got fully on board. And they even invited me for Christmas, the ship's in dock for two days, yeah. invited me back onto the ship. Christmas, you know, and it's just amazing. the power of a hug. Yeah, yeah. Um, just that bit of human interaction, yeah. isn't it? And something it's unexpected. Amazing. Yeah. And it's just, and it's, and I don't ask everyone now because there are only so many hugs you can have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, but it's just that taught me that by showing a bit of vulnerability, um, and by offering something to other people because I think yeah. they get something out of the hugs as well, you know, the yeah. release of oxytocin, yeah. human interaction, you know, taking interest in them as well. So it yeah. feels like it's a win-win situation. Yeah. Um, that's a really important point for people mm. that are like mm. keeping it, mm. keeping the grief inside. That that shows mm. that because people might be wary to think of the reactions that they will get, a mm. bit like your mm. priest <laughs> priest yeah. Re yeah. reaction. Because that's, that's a common reaction. Yeah. But if you do let it out, there are people that do understand oh, and will embrace it, yeah. and they'll they'll get as much pleasure from mm. like yeah. relieving that urge yeah. of yours. That oh, you definitely, will in return, it, yeah. it's like especially it's, it's done with humour as well. Yeah, you know, and it's it's done with affection and humour and a bit of daftness. Like hearted, yeah. And it, it just makes them see things differently because yeah. they think, oh, you know, this is interesting, and then it makes them behave in a different way perhaps for the rest of the day or the week or something but it, it just it's interesting to see it how 
the effect this stuff has on the, the hug on, on other people. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> amazing, amazing. So where's where's your best grief hug been? Rosemary. I bet that, oh, okay, I so hang on, let me give you a few. The best location. Oh, the best location, oh. I can't, I can't think it down. Can't you? Because they usually happen in beautiful places. Yeah, yeah, so all of them. Yeah, they've all been special. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's human interaction down to a degree, which is, it's, it's so basic, so primal, but mm. just so essential. That people, yeah. like people don't forget the power of a hug. Yeah. Because it's not sexual, it's not, it's something beyond, it's something, it's quite powerful. Yeah. The, the effect it can have on you, the person receiving the hug, yeah. and the person giving it. But it's just they've usually been in lovely locations. Yeah, Even yeah. the ship, you know, the ship yeah. was there. Yeah. That's that's yeah. a cool location to be fair. Yeah. Hugging the captain. Hugging the hugging the captain. Well, yeah. He picked me up because yeah. it was a big a big fight. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. No, but it's just I think people are so afraid of of asking for help and of showing yeah. that they need help. Or they need comfort because mm. um, it's such a taboo on saying actually yeah. I just really there's, need a hug. Yeah. I think a lot of the time people think there's more of a stigma against showing weakness than there actually is. Mm. Isn't there? It's yeah. it's kind of like a personal stigma that you think is reflected by society, mm. but it really isn't because everyone everyone will have something that they mm. they suffer with mm. on different levels of mm. severity. But mm. opening up is like so important because mm. if you don't. If it's not out there and you're not dealing with it yourself, mm. it's going to be harder to find a solution. Because mm. if more people understand what you're going through, mm. like there's, you're going to get more positive mm. influence that may help, yeah. aren't you? And I think it shows strength, really, to yeah, definitely, to it, um, definitely reveal, to embrace it, reveal, reveal pain, and yeah. show show you are vulnerable because you risk rejection. You know, yeah. I risk rejection all the time. I risk there are potential for people yeah. to try and take advantage of me yeah, yeah. I'm so I have to risk assess every situation yeah. so it does take strength and I don't see I see vulnerability as a strength really yeah. especially no, as I'd, I'd agree yeah. I think it's fantastic what you're doing mm. as well it's really like it's really good to see like the story of it as well yeah. like, you're building around like you're, you're well, it's, becoming this, it's becoming this huge thing and people like in the states yeah. other widows have adopted it you know to, as a means of giving them permission almost to say I need help, yeah, I need yeah. you to asking people to help them and yeah. pointing out that they are they need affection basically mm. because if you were in a situation where you had a really good relationship and you were always getting hugged yeah. and, and to go from that to nothing is, is devastating, yeah. it's, it's soul destroying um, but it's and then that's led to other things like the grief supper club that I'm going to start mm. because eating was such a problem for 11 months because yeah, yeah. we cooked together all the time and loved to eat and cook. I didn't eat properly for 11 months and relied on friends for yeah. those three months, relied on friends literally bringing food around. Um, and I lost two stone in three weeks and things. And just mm. that, again, the eating taught me that there will be other people in a similar situation who can't get back in the kitchen and who can't eat properly because it's too painful. Yeah, the memories. And that's why I wanted yeah. to start like the Grief Supper Club because for me, I couldn't believe that nobody was helping people. You yeah. know, why isn't there anything like this already? Yeah. Why are people expected to suffer in silence? 
um, around something so basic as eating in, a, in an environment where people understand. How does the grief uh, suffer club work? It's basically what I'm going to start doing is um, just in the house inviting people um, or set up a ticketing system where yeah. people can come, only three other people, only for yeah. a small table. Yeah. And then I cook and we, we talk, you know, a three course meal, they pay a certain amount. Mm. Um, and we talk about our experiences and we share a meal, a good a good meal, um, just in company that understands yeah, and is yeah. not going to expect anyone to suppress the pain. Yeah. Because people are expected to like talk about something else or to distract. It's just a real outlet for people yeah. to get off, and, and to get eat. off the chest. Eat. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, mm. like the eating side. Yeah. Of it, yeah. I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. So that's going to happen in New Year. I'm having the, the house sorted. Yeah. And bits and bobs renovated to make that viable and things, and then mm. I'll just I've got the domain name already, and yeah. and again I've had interest from all over the world. People yeah, saying I'm going to fly over from different parts of the world to come. That's to so good. Yeah, bringing together like a global community. Global community, way, yeah. 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 It, I just, if it takes off, you might have to get like a big extension with like a long table. In well, your, it might in actually because people have said, okay, well. The numbers it might turn into the situation where I'm hiring venues and getting yeah. other people to cook, but just everyone who comes is grieving, um, and I think it will become because in the back of my head there was the thought of a grief festival, yeah. which would be the happiest festival. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it could turn into something like that. Yeah. I think, oh, why not? Why don't we have grief festivals where people yeah. talk about grief and bereavement and death and things? Why isn't that happening? Yeah. We talk about everything else. Why not this? Yeah, no, I, I agree. Like it's yeah. that, it's that awareness of it, yeah. like. A grief festival would probably be an awesome thing. Yeah, I think because everyone would just be enough. open. It would be and so willing. authentic. Yeah. Free hugs, lots yeah, of free yeah, hugs, yeah. <laughs> hugging everyone. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's just I can't understand why it's not, not. Every time I research, I think there must be something like this. Yeah. There must be, and there isn't. Not, and it, that 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 sort of show is like your character that you're building it, and that yeah. the, the, you've you found this area which yeah. isn't. I, I, I was going to say is isn't being exploited. It sounds like the wrong sort of word, but <laughs> you know what I mean. It's 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 an area that is is working for people. It is, and it is. You know, I, I have a fantastic bereavement counsellor, yeah. Debbie counsellor, and she calls my the stuff I do grief work, and I do mm. treat it like that. Now I'm I'm in a situation where I don't have to work at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I am. I feel like because yeah. every day I get messages from people telling me I'm helping to save their lives. Because I give them hope from mm. the stuff I do. Because they know I'm in pain. They know I'm um, feeling what I do. But I do what I do, and I want to help other people. And I want to change the conversation. And I want to make changes for other people. So I do see it as work. Yeah. Um, I'm not in a conventional job, but I'm not. I don't want to be in a conventional job anyway. Yeah. But it's. I want to see change basically, and sometimes you have to. Be the change you have, yeah, you do. You do. You have to take yeah, the reins, and exactly. that, that seems like what you're doing, which yeah. is which is amazing. Yeah. And I, I imagine, like, with the help that you're giving other people, that mm. that that purpose that that mm. gives you as well, that difference uh. that you're making on other people's lives, mm. that 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 sort of um makes it makes it easier for you oh, as absolutely. well. Absolutely, it? It, yeah. it it gives me it's a reason to live. It yeah, gives, yeah, it's a reason to, to exist. Yeah, and what a reason as well that yeah. you're helping all these other people. Yeah, it's sometimes it's a lot of pressure. Sometimes because I literally get messages saying from people saying you're keeping me alive mm. and they mean it. Sometimes it's hard yeah. to bear because I'm not a counsellor, um, but I do talk with those people. Then yeah. I say, and I'm, 
honest with those people and say I'm not, I'm not a counsellor and things, but I don't want you to think that you should, should be positive or you should only look for hope mm. if you're feeling like shit. Allow yeah, yourself yeah. to feel like shit because I, I often am on the floor yeah. a lot. Um, but I allow myself to be there because I know eventually I'll get back up. But just it's important to allow yourself those times rather than thinking, oh, I've got to put a positive face on, I've yeah. got to be happy. And I, I take issue with the word happiness because yeah. happiness can only be fleeting anyway. Yeah. But we live in a society that wants you to be positive and happy rather than allowing you to feel what you feel. Rather than allowing yeah. you to be a Authentic. person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. it's impossible to be happy 24 uh, hours a day, isn't it? But people try. Yeah. And, if, and, if and that'd be, that yeah. would be draining mm. as well, wouldn't yeah. it? Mm. It'd be so draining. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah. You need to embrace like all the different parts, all your different mm. emotions, don't mm. you? Mm. I think that with grief, because grief is an emo- it's a state of being, really. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's been... Yeah. It's less taboo now, and it's less taboo to be grieving publicly, you know, because in some cultures, women, you know, women wear black for however long to indicate they're grieving, but then they're expected to get back to normal. You know, I suppose in some ways, me having blue hair and things, and I wanted to mark myself out in some ways, but mm. I wanted people to see I'm different because I do. I am. I am a changed person. Yeah. Um, but I take pride in that, and yeah. in some ways, I'm I'm a quiet rebel. You know, if someone wants me to be a certain way, I'm not going to be that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just because I think it's so important to allow people to be their true selves. Mm. Um, and I'm a walking truth bomb now, yeah. and again, I think people appreciate that. Yeah. That's the best way to be, and that the way that you are and the way that you've become is driving you to help more mm. people as well with the things that you're coming up with. Mm. So it just that just is a testament to that mm. sort of mindset, mm. isn't it? To so mm. break them all, don't yeah. conform, and not to be afraid because yeah. people are so afraid of take a take a leap essentially, yeah, and isn't living it? differently yeah. because there's such you know we were talking earlier about like nine to five jobs and things, and yeah. people are being expected to do this and that, and why? Yeah. You know, why do we have to fit into moulds and boxes? Yeah. You know, don't you don't have to be one thing. And just and you can be grieving and you can be happy. You can be grieving and making a joke. You can yeah, be grieving yeah. and acting daft and being playful and stuff. You just you, it you know a mind uh, your mindset isn't just one no one thing at any one time. It's an amalgamation of all your different experiences and stuff. So just allow yourself to be. And I think with grief, that's you know my purpose now seems to be just get it out there yeah definitely. you know make it something that people accept okay they're going to be grieving with the rest of their lives um and not that it should be hidden away i think i think that's like a really good way of managing it and mm. managing like this the whole situation that you're mm. in isn't it mm getting it out there because mm. it's 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 obviously helped you an awful lot and mm. now it's helping other people mm. that are coming into contact with you as mm. well yeah because yeah. i think when people find me because I, I only use instagram yeah um i think when people find me they're looking for they're looking for something to help them and they're not yeah. quite sure what um and then there are other women there are the women and men young widows and things who are who have a similar message and stuff but we're doing it in slightly different ways mm. and for me it's the swimming and um, the outdoor activities and the food really yeah um, 
It's like we were saying before, isn't it? Like everyone's different, and mm. like you're saying there, everyone will deal with it in different mm. ways. Mm. Some things will work better for mm. the people, like the out being outdoors mm. and like the tranquility and mm. that, that otherworldliness mm. that we just that you described, like mm. being in the water. That'll be amazing for some people, mm. but then other people <laughs> might be terrified like, of water. No. Like, where's the crocodiles? Like, yeah, of the mud. No, yeah, yeah, or like yeah. I have to put walking boots. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just yeah, it's it's not for everyone. It's not for everyone, but no, and I would never advocate that because yeah. I'm always been an outdoorsy person yeah. anyway. And but there'll be people out there that have never tried it that mm. might now yeah. try it yeah. for the It'll sake the of that reason the water now. and then they might yeah. know that exactly. they love it because a lot yeah. of the time people don't like things despite never trying them yeah they, they've so, convinced themselves it's yeah, going to be off yeah, they're yeah. they're going to die it's yeah, going to yeah. hurt it's going to yes, be so it does cold yeah. <laughs> yes it is cold but it, it, it's an all right pain <laughs> yeah it's, it's a nice pain yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good pain yeah but it's an invigorating pain. Yeah, afterwards, once <laughs> yeah. you start shaking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you can talk again without going, no, 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 But yeah, people have said, I want to try this. Yeah. And people have said, I wish I lived closer to you. Yeah. You know, because I've talked about taking the Grief Swims on tour, and I will next year, because of the friends I've made in the States and things through Instagram, who want mm. to try certain things, and who want to try the food. Um, and I, I think it will happen, so I think... I don't have a plan as such. It's very organic, but it's just yeah. sort of taken on a life of its own. And I'm fine. It's natural, and yeah. that's what's. Uh, yeah, yeah you, apparently I'm living in a state of zen that people spend decades yeah. looking for. Yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. And that, you there? Yeah. It's mm. mindfulness in action, and that's, yeah. I just, that's how I, only way I can live now. Yeah. Um, and if it helps other people, then so much the better. I do mm. like. I appreciate the fact that it helps. Yeah. And that's why I do it. I don't do it to be an Instagram yeah, yeah. sensation and all that. I'm not doing it for that. Yeah. Um, if I you just, can tell that though, like sitting down with you and so you can tell that it's coming from a genuine it's place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. all coming from your heart. Yeah, it's not. There's no agenda. It's, no, not at all. There's no agenda. It's like, all coming you know, from I wear an orange hat in the morning. Orange, but it's. I don't care. I've got. I've always said I've got so little pride. Yeah. And I think that's helping me now. But I think the reality is that I don't fear rejection. Yeah. And I think if you don't fear people saying no to you or disagreeing with you, you know that takes you a long way. Mm-hmm. We were talking earlier about critical argument and things mm-hmm. and critical thinking. I think if you can accept that people will, you're not everyone's cup of tea, or not everyone wants to do things your way, then. You'll go a long way, really, because mm. um, you know how to look for the people who yeah. you can have an impact on. And yeah, things. and they're yeah. usually the people that you're going to get on with a bit mm. more as oh, well, and that you'll be able to build yeah. like long-term relationships yeah. with yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And you can filter the, I can filter those people very quickly. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it's, yeah, it's, I never, I didn't see any of this come in, but that's the, that's the beauty of it, really. Yeah, sometimes yeah. these things just sneak up on you. Yeah, they? well, they do, they just, you know, they, they're like, yeah, they just happened, like going to Japan in February. Yeah, that's me. amazing. Well, I just thought, I thought I let myself in easy to the foreign trips. I'll just go to Sweden or something. And then two o'clock in the early hours one morning, <laughs> I've suddenly booked Japan. <laughs> and then snowshoeing by myself. <laughs> it was like, why not? Yeah. The worst that can happen is I do die, but... <laughs> but when, when you've seen death... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have such... 
you know, I say this and people think, oh my God, she's suicidal. And yeah. what? It's just when you've experienced death, seen it up close and personal, you have a completely different perspective on it. Yeah. I don't fear death. I fear living in a horrible way yeah. before death. And I fear not living the life I would want to live. Yeah. But I don't Yeah, the act of dying. I'm in exactly the same mm. position as you there. And I think... I think when you can get to that mindset, yeah. it helps you appreciate like how special well, life little is. Little things like a good curry for lunch. You yeah, know? yeah. You appreciate so much everything, yeah. and I think you become the inner child comes out again. Yeah. In a good way, because yeah. adults forget to play, and it's just seeing death like that. You think life is so short. Mm. I'm not saying it'd be positive, you know. I've just said I don't, but just yeah. live your life the way you want to live it. Yeah. Um, and just because people are afraid of death, because they th people still think they're going to live forever. Yeah. And it's never going to happen. We're all going to die. Um, it's I, it's hard for people to come to terms mm. too sometimes because people mm. don't want to co to mm. come to mm. come to terms mm. with the fact that they're going to mm. die at some point. It's mm. not it's not a nice thought for mm. some people, but mm. when you get down to it like mm. we are all gonna die it's mm. about like it's about what you do while mm. you're here well some it? will die you know rich was 37 yeah you know it can be gone and children die yeah you know, children babies die babies aren't born and things and it, it's just a cousin of mine died when he was like 19 and it's just it's it it it's sort of sometimes it can like kick something in your mm. brain that you're like oh mm. I've got to make the most of things. Mm. I've got to make the most of the mm. people around me mm. that I want to be around mm. me, and it allows you to push yourself a bit more sometimes. Mm. I think oh, yeah, definitely. it allows you to push the boundaries that you've set for yourself. Because mm. people Brain. think we, we 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 think we can control environments. We think we can control. Yeah. We, have, we have no control whatsoever. Yeah. And people think if they eat this and do right, and it'll all work out. No, it can be over in an instant. Yeah. And yeah, it's just yeah. that people think they've got plenty of time or when I, I'll retire and I'll do this. No, you might not get to retirement. Yeah. Yeah, there's no point living thinking I'll have a good time mm. on my pension because mm. so much can happen then. Mm. You need to you need to build ways to like live a mm. fulfilled life mm. around mm. whatever you're doing now, don't yeah, you? Yeah, start now and like And don't don't put don't put a target, mm. oh I'll I'll start doing what I wanna do when mm. I'm retired mm. at like sixty seven or whatever. It's like you're not gonna be able to do much mm. then anyway. Yeah, exactly. While you're young you mm. need to get out there mm. find new things mm. that you might like, mm. like push yourself outside mm. of your comfort mm. zone a little yeah. bit. And people always use the excuse of money they think everything's going to be expensive it's not at all it's not it? it's like travel if you stay yeah. in youth hostels and things yeah. it's not expensive yeah like even the way i'm living now yes i stay in cottages and things yeah. but out of season they're not expensive yeah. self-catered but people always think oh it's too expensive to follow my dreams before i had like a van with a bed mm. in I'd go places and just like mm. sleep in my car with a mm. sleeping bag mm. and you're saving like 60, 70 quid a mm. night, whatever. Mm. It's not like the comfiest mm. night's sleep, but you're mm. still yeah. in the same places, yeah. in the mountains, seeing the beautiful, places. Seeing the beautiful yeah. scenery. Experiencing those things, yeah. Because I think a lot of the time people grow up in like towns and mm. stuff, like everything around you is expensive. Mm. If you go to the pub for a meal, it's going to mm. cost you like a couple of, it's going to cost you like... 40 50 mm. quid mm. go out for a night on the town it's mm. like a hundred quid mm. if you want to go into the middle of the forest mm. and have a little campfire you cook yourself yeah. Yeah. some tea on a barbecue mm. 
it's going to cost you your petrol money mm. and about 15 mm. quid mm. and it's much more a fulfilling experience mm. when you're mm. sat under the stars with nature yeah, around exactly. you mm. you can hear the birds you can hear the squirrels running around mm. and it gives you that same feeling mm. we were talking about when yeah. you're on the water oh, especially yeah. if you if there's not a big group if you're on mm. your own or there's mm. just a couple of you it's just mm. so nice that that peace mm. that removal from the hustle and bustle where oh, yeah, and no it's, one it's, seems to care about anything. And it's it's getting in touch with, you know, some people will call this the divine, but it's getting in touch with the connection, the connections to other humans and to yeah. the environment around you and you're really feeling it. Mm. Um, especially when you're by yourself and you don't mean you know, that's priceless. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like being on their own, no, but I think don't. a lot of the time it's because they've got this like misconception that being on your own is boring mm. like if you actually go and do stuff on your own yeah <laughs> we're not crazy honestly <laughs> yeah but going and doing stuff on your own like it's really nice sometimes mm. to do that it's invigorating and i think people are afraid of their own especially they're afraid of their thoughts yeah when you're by yourself you have to think yeah, people yeah. are afraid of allowing themselves oh, to point. think certain things and they're out, they're out, they're loud when you're by yeah. yourself. Um, the, ba- I, yeah. Yeah. the background noise of society yeah. isn't buzzing in your ear, is it? Yeah. And then you do, yeah. you really do that of alone time. Especially your if you go offline and you haven't got the social yeah. media and things. I must admit that at the moment I do need the connection of yeah. being online, but just because to avoid the isolation. Yeah. But I take myself off into the wild places where I don't have a signal all day and things, and I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, especially if you don't have that constant chatter. Because I hate, I, I never leave my phone on all the time anyway. Mm. I don't want people knowing where I am all the time. Yeah. I, I refuse to tell people I'm going this place and that place. I'll be back by this time. But I think yeah. the people are afraid of their own company. Or they're afraid of dying in the woods. Even if they go to the park. They think, <laughs> <laughs> I can't go in the wooded section. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> the bear might get yeah. there. You're in North Wales. There's no bears. Get in the woods. People, it's like the water. People think, and they ask, is it dangerous? Is it cold? Well, yes, it's cold. It but, is cold. Yeah, but but if you if you wore a wetsuit together, yeah. you'd be fine. Yeah. If you wore gloves, boots, and a wetsuit, and, and a hood, yeah. you'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just, I suppose it's if someone's not used to it, or if they're not of the mindset where they'll try new things, then. Yeah, that that's that's the biggest thing for people, isn't it? Like change. Mm. Like a lot of people really don't like change yeah, and can't change. take that yeah. that leap, no matter how good the rewards might be mm. they're just too daunted mm. by the fact of changing something mm. it's, it's fear and i think yeah for me personally i know that i don't have well i have the fear that when the door unlocked itself last night <laughs> yeah. i did think oh god i'm gonna die in my bed tonight and just <laughs> apart from that <laughs> well, it's I, the bears <laughs> no it wasn't there no i was thinking the psycho yeah <laughs> The cycle in the in the fall either. The hills of ice farms in North Wales. <laughs> oh, don't, oh, don't, that film's horrible. <laughs> don't. I only watched the trailer and it traumatised me. Seriously. And this, the trailer for Descent. Have you seen that? Yeah, I've seen oh that. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. That's why I'll never go caving. Yeah, there's a mine behind No, don't. Sorry, <laughs> only joking, no, don't, only joking. <laughs> I don't do horror films, obviously. No. <laughs> but it's like, yes, there wasn't, but apart from that, I don't fear... I'm not stupid, I'm not reckless, I'm putting those lives at risk, but mm. I don't fear the end of my life now, and I think yeah. when you, that's liberating, because I, you know, I'm not doing what you're doing, bungee jumping and things, I don't want my eyes to fall out. 
Well, they were tight. I can guarantee that your eyes won't fall out if, if that's what's stopping you. I once read a story, I don't know where it was, probably Viz or something, where people's retinas detached. <laughs> I'm sure my optician will back me up here. What are Is that them bungee jumping on like oh, cord with no stretch in it? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Just so using the washing line and like I want jumping my off the roof. To see where they are. <laughs> but apart from that, you know, it's just but there is, and people aren't taught to push themselves out of their comfort zones and to mm. push the envelope and things. And people are discouraged from doing it because you know, what might happen if people do that and discover they can do all these fantastic yeah. things? What's going to happen to society? What's yeah. going to happen to to the world and just people are just encouraged to stay in their boxes and things. Yeah, mm. yeah it's 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 enlightening really when you you break away from that mold. Oh yeah, because people so are fairly dubious. Yeah, I think they think I'm psychotic, <laughs> <laughs> a quiet psycho. I think people think. I haven't had that impression yet. No, that's no. good. That's a relief. Yeah, I'm happy. That's my compliment for the day. <laughs> You're not a psycho, baby. <laughs> but it's. I know I, I completely disarm people now. Yeah. Because I'm not what people... When you have the image of a young widow, I'm probably not it. Um, but again, it's down to that boxes yeah. thing, you know, putting people in boxes. And I turn up to place and they're like, okay, we're not mm. what, we, what we were expecting and things. And it's just... But I quite like that. Mm. I quite like disarming people. Yeah. Um, and again, if they don't want to talk about grief, I'm quite naughty and I'll talk about grief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, Squeeze it in. <laughs> yeah, and you can see people they'll just go quiet. Yeah, and then not they're not noticed, and I just keep talking. Yeah, but it's yeah. I I tend to like not judge people based on like social media and like even text interactions, mm. but like my impression of you today, like I think you just seem like a really like in, intelligent person that is you coming up with different ways to mm. manage a really difficult situation mm. and I've got so much respect for that because not many people not many people can ever get to the position where they can do that especially no, they when can't. they're battling through adversity mm. and yeah. the fact that you're doing this and you've in essence kind of created a bit of a tool set mm. like through social media to, mm. to that mm. other people can adopt mm. to then get some sort mm. of like to alleviate themselves a bit mm. from the the grief in their situation, that's exactly what it's with it. strategies, and it's isn't it? yeah, 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 and it's because I think of the like mm. you probably know that from talking to me. I think of things really like pragmatically, yeah. and I try to like break them down, yeah. and it's I've just got so much respect for the way like that you have mm. like you've okay. done this, and yeah. you seem like a really cool person as well. <laughs> not a psycho, <laughs> not a psycho, no. But it's it's interesting you talk about tool sets because I've always been that sort of person. Yeah, um, to come up with strategies for different things. And I love it when people use the grief hugs and yeah. grief walks, hashtags, and start doing things and start looking, you know, fit, fitting what they can into their lives, you know, because if you've got children, you know, it's not going to be always convenient to do what yeah. they're doing and stuff, to try to fit in little bits of it and doing what works for them to enable their lives to, to enable them to function, really. Um, and I love it when pe I love it when it has, you know, the ripple effect. Yeah. I love seeing that. Yeah, and that yeah. gives me such joy. Yeah, I want people like, even other people dyeing their hair different colours. Yeah, yeah. It's like sod society, sod yeah. convention. If I want purple, I'm going to purple. Mm -hmm. And I love seeing that because they're breaking the, the mould, especially when they're older. Like, there's a much older woman on Instagram and she started doing all these things and the sweary mugs. Yeah. You know, that's become a thing. Yeah, yeah. And then I literally had to order a job lot. Yeah. Because other people were like, oh, I have to have one of these. <laughs> <laughs> people I know, I didn't think it even swore. Yeah. Um, so this thing is, 
it might seem daft uh, i think but it's not daft people need that sometimes because mm. everything is so like not everything but a lot of what's around us is mm. quite like grim and mm. Serious. And and serious, mm. yeah. You need and that, so, yeah, yeah. An adult, yeah. yeah. Mm. And we all are like, mm. we all we're all still children yeah, inside. We need that part of us. I think we need to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we need that part of us fulfilling. Mm. And, and I think, yeah, and that's discouraged. And yeah. I've lost the train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> train of it happens. <laughs> um, like, because for me, because grief isn't shown. Yeah. And it's what it's truly like. You don't see pictures of people lying on the floor in a mess mm. because their life's been, oh, they feel like their life's been destroyed, you know. And sometimes when I post pictures and I'm smiling and then a few minutes before I've been crying mm. because I feel, you know, you're, you're discouraged from posting in a, a pictures where you're not smiling. You'd expect mm. to smile in a photograph. And I guess... I do smile easily and I've got my, my sense of humour has never disappeared mm. and, but I do worry about doing a disservice but then that's why I say okay we're at two moments I'm very explicit mm. a few minutes before this I was in a mess I was yeah, on the floor yeah. so, so I try to be as honest as I can mm. really. um, I think it's, it's yeah. important for yourself to be honest as mm. well isn't it no, I can't be anything but yeah, I, can't, yeah. I, I can't lie I think that's the like dishonesty does more of a disservice mm. to yourself than mm. it does to anyone else mm. because if you're if you're dishonest with yourself all the time sometimes mm. you can believe that you're some somebody that you're not mm. in a way can't mm. you oh, yeah. so it's so important like mm. to be honest about who you like actually are mm. yeah i know what you're, i know what you're saying mm. though, like. and i think and i found i call them a grief family yeah. i call the people like i collect humans yeah. <laughs> um, but they have become my grief family i don't have conventional support networks yeah. i know that unless i look for people not like me but like-minded you know people who are you know, think curiously mm. and think and analyze situations that i wouldn't make it otherwise because mm. you do need humans a hard way to connect we do need those connections yeah, yeah. and people think oh I can manage my find myself no you can't yeah um, and that's it's allowed me to create that and then some and yeah, now I've yeah. got so many people in my life now and and I'm forever grateful to those people and I make sure they know that they how much I appreciate them and stuff but it's for me Instagram specifically has allowed me to do that mm. um, you know, we'll ignore the dick pics and everything yeah. else, like I said. And all the messages asking me to be someone's sugar baby and everything. No, <laughs> I just want a cup of tea and a nice bun, but all right. <laughs> but it's, yeah, you get that. As a young widow, you get that. And I yeah, think that, I, that's, see, that's so bad, isn't it? That, that you get You're that. targeted straight away. Yeah. The people. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. I knew it because of my research and things yeah. in the past. And, and it did literally happen overnight. As soon really? as you use the hashtag widow or young widow or something, you're instantly targeted. Um, mostly they're doing it financially. They want to try and scam you out of life insurance. Yeah, yeah. They, they see you as a walking bank. Sometimes it's sexually as well because they think you're vulnerable mm. and you're 
Do whatever they want it's you to do. Disgusting, isn't it? it the, is the death of a loved one is a way in. But not. And but some people don't have consciences. Some people yeah, yeah. are just thinking about their needs, and they want the money, and they want the sex, and they they just think, okay, well, these women are vulnerable. Yeah. Men get targeted as well. I know yeah. young widowers who've been targeted, and they've given money. Really. Because they think they've established a relationship with someone. But it's all just. It's just manipulation. It's just, uh, absolutely. But it's. I've got a photographic memory for images. And have I, you? Yeah. So, and I've recognised oh the pic. <laughs> no. You mentioned the dick pics. Oh, no, there you go. You're still alive. Bosch and Instagram censor dick pics. He's like, oh, do they? just get a message saying this is this is censored. All oh, right. It's just the preceding message. So it's just message. blurry. Yeah. No, I'm not, not even blurry. Oh, God, no. That'd be too much. Nobody have any morning cup of tea. I'm just saying. But I know, I know a young woman doing the state. She'll know who she is if she watches this. Mm. She just advertised on Craigslist for like um, lawnmower parts, and the guy st- responding started sending her dick pic. She must have mentioned a young woman doing that. She needed these lawnmower yeah. parts, and straight away she's like, "Where? What? Where's that going to fit on the lawnmower?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because she got a lovely sit-down lawnmower yeah. things. But people, some people see. It's unbelievable, isn't it? And it's every time I log on to Instagram, I will have to block. Seriously, yeah, every time I log on, yeah, and delete messages saying "Hi, beautiful," all this, and then sometimes they're more uh, explicit, but it's yeah, every time. And sometimes, you know, it, I think it happens to, I think it happens to women generally. Anyway, catfishing, but for widows, there's this other dimension then because they see you as more vulnerable. Yeah, and, like, and potentially like yeah. a cash cow as oh, well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So now I take quite a. Because I know, I know how to spot yeah. their their um, addresses and things, and I recognise the pictures because they start circulating. Especially, ah, right. especially when they use like celebrities' photos. That's always <laughs> it's like uh, Paul Hollywood. That was hilarious. The one who taking Paul Hollywood's photos from yeah. British Bake Off. It's like no, Paul's not messaging me, telling me he wants to marry me. That's not yeah, happening. He's not sending me blurry no. pictures <laughs> in the Instagram inbox. And that's the other side. That is. But I've accepted that that happens, yeah. and so it doesn't it doesn't deter me. And if anything, when I see other people, other women having these people follow them, I do tend to say that person's a widow fisher. Do yeah. not do not start talking to them and things. Yeah, yeah. It, it it highlights to you as well, doesn't it, that you do need to be careful because not to everyone out there has got your best guys. interest at no, no, no. has got your best interest mm, at heart because. No. People are willingly gonna just directly try and exploit you. Mm. Through, through well, even in person, I've had experiences recently where, okay, I have some building work done and some items of clothing went missing. Oh, you meant, I think you might have mentioned <laughs> and, this to me. And yeah. it's like, really, I just want to feel safe in my own house. Yeah. Um, and women, we do have to think about who we let into our homes yeah, and yeah. things. And then when people think you're vulnerable, there's that extra dimension. So it's just, you're constantly risk assessing. Um, we shouldn't have. We shouldn't have we to shouldn't do that. We do. People. That's the reality. It's we so do. And I think, sad, well, isn't it? In a yeah. way, that, that and that people don't cons- get taken in, yeah. and that women are manipulated into situations yeah, yeah. or end up, you know, giving people stuff they don't want to give them. Mm. Yeah. So that's that's the horrible side to mm. yeah to social media for grief work and things. But at least I'm aware of it, and I can teach yeah. other people, and other people are teaching other people. So we look out for each other, really. 
Yeah, no matter what you do, people try and exploit mm. you, don't they? Oh, yeah. It's just important that you understand it and yeah. you've got ways of dealing with it. Yeah. And it's good that you're spreading yeah. the word about it. And Instagram are quite good when you block them and yeah. report them, they do take action. Yeah. And quite quickly, not like Twitter. Mm. Um, but it is a good, it's a good resource. I'm not saying that, I'm not an Instagram advocate. <laughs> it, it, it works. Yeah, yeah. If you it's, it's, I'd say Instagram's probably like the least toxic of all mm. the social, like the, mm. the prominent three, like mm. Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Mm. I'd say Instagram's like the least least toxic out of mm. a lot of them. Mm. Twitter, probably the worst. Yeah, I wouldn't, I didn't. When Mitch was in the coma, I did post a little bit, mm. just asking for help from people who'd, who were living through mm. um, having someone with brain injury and things and I did get interaction then because at the time I you know, I got almost 2,000 followers on yeah. Twitter and stuff but it's I knew it wasn't going to be the place to mm. I knew that if I started writing about grief on Twitter I would get lambasted yeah. and I couldn't have coped with that nah. especially in the first few months yeah. whereas now on Instagram no one's lambasted me at all yeah. well they wouldn't dare to be honest but just yeah, yeah. I've just come yeah. back after a year mm. being off it, which mm. was fantastic. Facebook's just garbage, mm. like loads of like fake information, yeah. fake pictures. Yeah. People are like lapping them up, sharing them around. Mm. Most of it you can see it's like photoshopped, mm. quotes mm. that are faked, mm. like videos that are edited. Mm. Like now it's especially bad because it's coming mm. up to like the election. Yeah. There's yeah. so much. It's just political parties, rather than like putting out what they're going to do for mm. the country, they're just trying to snipe each yeah, other off. But I, I restarted it mainly just to share the podcast yeah. to <laughs> my friends on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I suppose you haven't got it painted on the van. Is that <laughs> I'm going to get some. Yeah, I'm going to get some decals okay. for the van. I there think. You go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Advertise, advertising yeah. it's a brand isn't it and I feel like somebody said I was my own brand yeah. and I don't see myself that way mm. um, but I do want if I'm known as the wise swimmer who talks about grief yeah. then, then I'm fine yeah. I don't care what people call me to be honest but just it's you know we talk about identities it's, and things earlier yeah. it's a message that's important mm, behind it's a it, message, isn't it? absolutely yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter what it's encompassed by mm. it. it's that it's that message if mm. that message is getting out there mm. if it's working mm. and from the sounds of what you're saying it's like it's almost like franchised itself <laughs> hasn't it, into other countries yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and i think that will continue because you know the the interest i get from abroad and people mm. saying oh i wish this I, I want to be a part of this like, yeah. let me know how i can help and when I talk, because another thing I'd like to do is wild grief retreats yeah. and getting people who are grieving profoundly into the water and into the hills who wouldn't otherwise feel it could do it mm. by themselves. And because I've got the confidence to do that, um, giving them that opportunity in an environment where they're not being discouraged yeah. from being on the server and things. And I think that will happen. Well, I know it'll happen because I know what I'm like. Mm. Um, so yeah, I've got all the domain names, I've got all the domain names, <laughs> so you can't have it anymore, I think it's mine, so, um, and stuff like, and I can see how things will pan out sort of in the future, Yeah. Um, but I'm just letting it sort of Nat- Natural progression. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, that's awesome. So I just think it, uh, I just think it's important that people don't suppress, if you yeah. suppress grief it's going to 
it will come out in harmful ways, mm. either against yourself or against other people. Mm. Yeah, you can you can only deal with issues if you're honest mm. to, with yourself mm. about them, and and, mm. and if you sort of embrace them in a way, isn't it? If mm. you keep, keep keep things tucked away, mm. it festers, doesn't it? It does. It, really it festers, festers. Doesn't it? and it just it's it's hard as well sometimes because like anxiety and depression and depression especially can I imagine can like come from that mm. like yeah. I've experienced it myself exactly. but when you like depression sometimes you can't get it out mm. sometimes mm. it's hard to get it out you can't talk about things because you feel like you're the only person in the mm. in the world mm. and that's hard sometimes but you've just got to try and mm try and program your brain to know when you're in that mm. situation because um i've suffered from depression in the past yeah. and i know which is why i can categorically say that yeah. grief and depression are very different yeah. things but depression can, can come, come from, from grief, grief that's what suppressed. i was more yeah, yeah exactly. that's what i was more yeah like going mm. towards and that's, the... that's what because i'm i'm not keen on grief being medicated yeah because so often people go to, to the gp in the first few months and they're given antidepressants rather than being given talking therapy yeah. or encouraged to grieve because my GP was fantastic I went because a friend was saying you need drugs and mm. I was thinking I don't need drugs I just need to be allowed to cry mm. and the yeah, GP yeah. said I'm not giving you anything you, you, you're right you just you know rich he said you're gonna this is your life now yeah. um, and depression is the opposite depression is f feeling so empty feeling nothing yeah. that you're worthless yeah for me, grief is feeling everything. Yeah, yeah. Feeling it so intensely, the pain so intensely, yeah. the complete opposite. And for me, I had severe depression in the past. Mm. This has been a million times more painful. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to compare grief and depression because mm. it's just I can speak to my own experience. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine that, like, because it's usually, like, obviously traumatic situations that mm. can lead to depression. Mm. And the grief, the grief thing, I might, mm. like, it's, it's another way of what you're doing is so good because if you can catch people and mm. give them ways to deal with mm. it then it may not mm. progress to depression, depression if it's going yeah. if that's the yeah. way it's going yeah. it might mm. stop it from getting mm. that far I've seen, I, yeah do you know what i mean yeah because I've, I've seen people and i've seen people who started off and instagram started being quite open about their mm. grief and somewhere somewhere along the lines somebody must have told them you're abnormal yeah, yeah. and they went to the gp and they got uppers, downers, the full works, sleeping pills and was drugged out of there. And yeah. it was just and that I, I get distressed about that. Mm. I was you know, years ago I was on antidepressants and things, so again I can talk about this from experience. Yeah. I think it's so important and I was talking with one of my Instagram friends about counselling about counselling being made readily available, not having to wait four years after it's you've lost. It's absolutely insane, isn't it? Like the waiting time. It's just ridiculous. And it literally saves lives. Yeah, of course it mm. does, because if you've got no outlet and no no way of coping with mm. something, like some people like make mm. bad decisions yeah, if they don't get those. Exactly, and, like, and I'm fortunate I could afford to pay mm. privately. Yeah. Although initially I was given uh, counselling through a local hospice it was yeah. expedited because the experiences in which I lost Rich was quite traumatic um, but then I was able to pay to see her privately and that's, yeah. that's what, what we do but many people can't afford to do that and it's unfair that only the people who can yeah. afford to pay get help. Are there charities out there that support? There are but again a limited number of sessions right. and 
don't want to be critical of the charities, but they're not always, they don't have the training to yeah. provide, they don't always have the training and experience to provide the counselling that people need. Um, you know, sometimes it works for people, for, but for others it doesn't. And I was told to contact this hospice by the bereavement office of the hospital because she got the measure of me yeah. and said, you need this, not someone who's just been on a weekend course. Yeah, definitely. Um, but talking, and I think, again, there's a taboo about talking about your feelings. Yeah. Being seen as a sign of weakness. Or again, I think it's the opposite. I think if you can talk about it, it shows that you have a certain amount of strength. Yeah, it's... It's, it's always better to let it out, but sometimes it's, you can't. Sometimes yeah. it's hard to get it out, especially if it has, if you are in that sort of like yeah, stage of depression. Exactly. Because like I've been there, like you just numb. It's mm. really on. It's mm. everything. Yeah, you don't, you don't feel anything. You, you nah. think, yeah, it's such a strange. Yeah, and sometimes you don't. It's know hard. You it's, don't know that you're depressed. No, yeah. no, you don't. Mm. It's weird because like I slipped into it over like a period of time after like my injury, mm. and it was probably like a year or even more after I'd like gone that way that I actually realised that I wasn't mm. the person that I used to be. Mm. And it's strange because it was such a dramatic change from who I was. Yet I still didn't notice because mm. of the mindset that I was in. Mm. It's very, very, very strange, and it's it's one of those things that. Unless you've experienced it, mm. you, you find it really hard to like understand it. Oh yeah, and I think people are less so now. People talk about mental health, yeah, um, and talk about depression, but there's still there's still a wariness about talking about yeah. it and uh, admitting that you are suffering from depression mm. or you're on medication or even like you suffer from anxiety mm. sort of thing. There's still in some circles. It's, you know, if you if you admitted that, you won't get jobs. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say yeah. like job applications mm. and stuff like mm. that. A lot of the time. But if you said you that you broke an ankle, yeah, right. yeah. But just yeah. and it's. I think the tide is tables are turning mm. slowly, but very very slowly. But only in certain sectors. Yeah. I think in other, some sectors it'll be decades before people mm. with, who've had a mental health illness are received in the same way as someone who's had a broken bone. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that people, some people do think that grief is depression, yeah. but it's not. When you interact with someone with grief, there's a vibrancy and yeah. aliveness, which is yeah, really strange yeah. because, you know, you're living on the there's edge. There's so many emotions coming yeah. in and out. It's, 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 um, it's a state of being that's probably, unless you've witnessed it, it's difficult to to describe yeah. and pin down really. Um, but it's We're such complex creatures, aren't we? Complex humans? Creatures. <laughs> yeah. It's it, it's it's fascinating to like understand it and like mm. talk about it like mm. this, isn't it? Because mm. like I was completely unaware of like depression, mental mm. health, like different types of personalities and stuff like that. Mm. Ten, fifteen years ago I didn't have a clue, I was in my own little world, mm. do you know what I mean? But when you become more aware, I think the world, it becomes more interesting and yeah. fascinating. And it helps you understand how, why certain people react certain mm. ways that you don't like. It helps mm. you understand that mm. like, they react like that because mm. of a, like, whatever reason. We're not all the same. You no, can't expect other people yeah. to act how you would mm. expect them to act. Because mm. if you do, you'd be disappointed a lot. Sometimes you really wish they would. <laughs> yeah, you do, you do, yeah. You do, but... but it's, it, it's just life is so... 
and in some ways, you know, you know, I've lived, I'm living a life that's, as should we say, full. Mm. <laughs> but it's, you know, I desperately wish what had happened hasn't happened. Yeah. But then, if before what happened, I wouldn't have rewound the clock. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't rewind the clock anyway. Yeah. But it, it's just, I'm grateful for my experiences. Yeah. Not so much, you know, but I don't think you need death to allow you to appreciate yeah. life. I'm not one of those people. Yeah. So. But I am grateful for my life so far, even though I've yeah. experienced adversity and things. I, I suppose I'm grateful for that adversity, really, yeah. because I think that's allowed me to become it, resilient. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like the situations that adversity arise from are horrible and you wouldn't want anyone else to go through them, but like the the positives that can come from like the adversity that you mm. deal with after the event mm. can help you grow so much as a mm. person mm. and and you're like testament to that because mm. you're not only like managing your grief mm. like now you're also helping other people manage mm. manage their grief as well and that's that's something that all of those people will be thankful for I as think, well yeah. I think because you know, I'm glad that not everyone has experienced, you know, the level of history yeah. that I have. But it's, like you said, the tool set's a perfect description. Yeah. Um, because I do have that tool set, and yeah. it's important that I use it. And share it. And share it. Yeah. And to help other people develop their own tool sets. And yeah. And just, um, because we are all different, yeah. like you say. Although I think in many ways we're more similar than we initially realised yeah. that just yeah yeah the the tool set thing like I think it's very important for people to be like aware and be able to like you know the critical thinking mm. that I would harp on about mm. like because you can have like doctors and mm. like clinicians professionals in areas that are mm. supposed to be able to deal with what you're going through but they've never been subject to it mm. yet someone else that's got no mm. like clinical experience mm. isn't doesn't have a phd mm. doesn't have a degree mm. they've been through an mm. they've been through an experience mm. and they've come to terms with that and they've mm. built like the tool set to mm. cope with that really well mm. and that insight that they've gained from that situation can be much more valuable than advice mm. that a doctor oh, could give you which i think mm. another thing like you're mm. probably like showing like mm. the world in a way that mm that's possible you don't mm. need to be a doctor like no, you, you just need to yeah. un you need to have if you've been through a situation and you understand it and you mm. understand what's worked for you mm. that may not help everybody but it will help some other people because mm. it makes you an expert yeah definitely exactly an definitely an expert in grief exactly yeah um, it and does. i have had medics say stupidly inappropriate things yeah um and i vowed that they just can't relate can yeah. they? they just can't relate and, to it and i just thought how the hell can you say that yeah you know, to watch someone die at 37, you know, one minute you're going on a holiday, the next minute you're trying to save their life. And just for people to say things like, oh, well, life goes on. Mm. Like, well, it's, it's, it's just so flippant and so, oh, you'll be okay. It's like, well, what about the people who aren't okay? Mm. What about the people who don't survive, who do commit suicide? Because the reality is that for young widows, the suicide rate is well above average and yeah. that's something people don't talk about. And what about the people who are ending up on medication for the rest of their lives, living a half-life? Mm. Because they don't, they're not surviving, they're, no. not, they're, they're, they're not thriving, they're just, 
existing existing yeah. and people are afraid of you know I don't use the title grief expert but we are experts yeah. and we've experienced certain things to such a degree we are experts yeah. and you don't need you know, the medics sometimes I don't think they're trained on how to respond no, not at all. to people experiencing profound grief Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I think it's amazing, and I love it when like people embrace something like that, and then and really use it as a positive mm. tool for to, to help other people. Mm. That insight is just invaluable for mm. other people as mm. well as yourself. Mm. It's helping others ultimately. People, unless you're a sociopath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You unless want, you're a sociopath. You want to help people. Yeah. Because it, you. It gives you something back. Yeah. It gives you the nice, happy, huggy feelings. Yeah. You just you want to help, and you know that can make your day. Literally, if someone mm. says, "Okay, you've helped me today," it's like that's enough. That's yeah. your reason for existing that day. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Do you want to give us the story about the champagne? Oh, I forgot about the champagne. I was hoping you were going to weasel <laughs> sorry, that in. Sorry, I was going off on tangents. <laughs> okay. That's what this podcast oh, is sorry. for. Tangents. <laughs> um, champagne. I started with my friend Carolyn, because um, I haven't drunk alcohol for three years, um, mainly to help with migraines, but I didn't think the profound grief was a good time to go back. Yeah, yeah, probably not. Um, she bought me, she did some research and actually found the best um, non-alcoholic champagne in Sainsbury's and gave me a bottle. And I <laughs> then ended up taking the... I went swimming with two professional mermaids. Yeah. Um, professional <laughs> mermaid. The girl, oh, absolutely phenomenal. And they wanted to get me in a tail, which would be hilarious because yeah. I'd be like a sea slug on the side. Because they do it, they make it look so easy. I yeah. Want. It's all in the hips, apparently. Um, <laughs> and I just thought, okay, well, I got a bottle of champagne. I'll take it and we'll, we'll drink it by the tide of the pool. So we did, we opened it yeah. after swimming um, by the tide of the pool. And I thought, okay, well, I'll just make this a thing. And every time someone goes swimming with me, I'll take a bottle of. Oh, alcoholic champagne. So we haven't opened that yeah. yet. You do it. Crack it open. I'll have to. And yeah. I, I, not through the windows. <laughs> yeah, just fight, fight, yeah. Try not to hit the camera. All right, okay. You can hit anything else. But it's it's really good champagne. Uh, non-alcoholic. I, I love that the story behind the champagne revolves around professional mermaids. I do. As, I think I think that's <laughs> essential. I think everyone yeah. does. But, well, apparently. Um, they'll know who they are. Uh, Saint Dave's mermaid and <laughs> Mystery Mermaid, really, and. They were legends, yeah. But it's it was just seemed perfectly natural then to be sitting because we, we ended up skinny dipping. And yeah. what's forgot about the coastal path, that's another story. <laughs> um, it was just the perfect ending yeah. for the trip, really. That's fantastic. Yeah. I haven't got a, I haven't got Do a you know any professional mermaids? I don't know. No, I think I, don't, I think Stompy's can't, she's like, oh, yeah. she's got a mermaid, yeah, she tail, is, yeah. She? she's a mermaid. Yeah. I'm gonna be here. I'm going to cause an injury. <laughs> have you got glasses? You've got to... I've got, I've not technically glasses, but <laughs> I've got plastics. Hang on. There we go. Hey. Tell me if you think, I think it tastes awesome. like proper champagne. Yeah. But then I only ever drank baby sham when I was 18 because <laughs> I didn't know what you were supposed to ask is for. Gonna, is it going to taste like uh, I don't know, you tell La- me. Lambrini, is it? Do you want me to put it on the side? Yeah. Yeah. I right. think so. Cheers. That's actually really yeah, nice. See? You were dubious. <laughs> I was. I was like, oh god, what's this gonna taste like? No, I think, I think it tastes like champagne. Mm. Mm. Big fan of that. Yeah. Mm. Well, I got about fifteen bucks. <laughs> 
I literally ordered all, everything I could find in the Sainsbury's for yeah. them to deliver just an all-alcoholic champagne. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not the strange person on the square. <laughs> yeah. But it is good. So yeah, so if anyone goes swimming with me, they get um, an all-alcoholic champagne and a grief hug. And sometimes I force them to wear the vintage swim hats as well. The vintage swim hats? Yeah, and I didn't force you, your head's too big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, anything you, know, you put on this head's going to get stretched beyond repair. You know the retro swim hats, like from the 50s? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, sometimes I get them to wear that. Yeah, it would have been damaged for life if you put <laughs> it on my head. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, cheers again. Yeah, cheers. Thank I think you very much. On that note, yeah. maybe we should end the podcast. Should we end with a, a hug? Definitely. Watch the champagne. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, thanks for an awesome day. Thank you. It's been amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Falling down the crack in the chair. Is it my legs are short? Right. Um, thank you everyone for watching. Uh, I'll put a link to Haley's um, Instagram in the description of the video so you can go and have a look. Uh, and yeah, see you grief hug adventures around the country i think yeah the world yeah and yeah just as a final thought from me i I just think like you're an amazing person and the way you're dealing with this is like it's fantastic and Mm. and i can see like why it will help other people Mm. out and yeah just keep doing what you're doing get that extension ready for your dinner parties there's no room for extension do you want to say any any final last things no, I think if you are grieving, um, if you want to reach out to me, then feel free. Um, I can point you in the direction of other people who might be able to help. I'm not a counsellor, so I won't be offering any counselling service. Um, but I can make suggestions about who might be able to help you in your areas and what sort of, th- sort of thing might be able to help. So, you know, contact me if you want to. Amazing. Right, thank you very, thank much. You very much. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.